0: Our text for this evening is going to come from a familiar passage in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 14, starting at verse 28. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. It's a good place to stop right there. To set the stage for what we're going to talk about this evening with the Lord's help, there's a couple of things we probably ought to talk about briefly. One of the aspects is that, I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of times when we read the account of Peter and Jesus on the sea, in our private devotions, in our mind we tend to make the story all about Peter. Peter was in a boat. Peter was in a storm. Peter saw Jesus. Peter got a call. Peter got out of the boat. Peter began to sink. Peter was rescued. We make the story all about Peter. If you read the book of the Gospel of St. Matthew in context, everything that happens in Matthew is about Jesus. And, and certainly any account, any individual story that includes Jesus, Jesus is the star of that story. So it wasn't so much Peter's storm, it was Jesus' storm. And we know that God only does good, so maybe Jesus didn't start the storm, but he certainly allowed the storm to continue. What's also interesting to me as I read through the Gospel of Matthew is that if you go back to Matthew chapter 8, Jesus is in the boat asleep, the disciples are in a storm on the sea, the disciples are frightened, they wake up Jesus and expect Jesus to be frightened, but they very quickly realize that Jesus is operating at a completely different level. It's amazing to me that Jesus gets up in that ship and he rebukes the wind as if he was rebuking a child. And then he consoles the sea as if he's settling a distraught baby. And the disciples are amazed that even the winds and the waves obey him. So by the time that you get to Matthew chapter 14, you know that Jesus could have stopped the storm at any point, but he didn't. Jesus could have stopped the storm when the disciples first saw him, but he didn't. Jesus could have stopped the storm when he called to Peter, but he didn't. Jesus could have stopped the storm when, when, when Peter became afraid and began to sink, but Jesus didn't. In, in fact, if you as you read the passage in Matthew 14, the storm doesn't stop until Peter and Jesus are back inside the boat. And this time, Jesus doesn't even say anything, at least according to the passage in Matthew. The storm just stops. If Jesus is in the storm, and the storm's still going, then Jesus has a reason for the storm. Just mark it down. But the other point that is notable... And what we'd like to focus on for a moment here tonight is it really doesn't matter who started the conversation. Ultimately, it was Jesus who called to Peter, and it was Peter who got out of the boat. And absolutely, it is certainly true that once Peter was out of the boat, he very quickly realized that he needed Jesus like he had never needed Jesus before. That is true. But we would not have this account if Peter had not gotten out of the boat. At some point, if you want to draw close to the Lord, you have to have the guts to get out of the boat. And I would dare to say that if you have the courage to listen tonight you're going to hear Jesus calling you to get out of the boat. I can remember being a young person praying around these altars. The saints of God trying their best to encourage us to draw close to the Lord. I can remember growing up in this church and some of the older men of God who would occasionally stand behind this very sacred desk and they'd talk to us about answering the call of God. And every once in a while, you'd hear somebody ask you the question, have you answered the call? We would maybe be in the prayer room and somebody would mention, let's pray that the call of God goes out tonight. That's our prayer, that the call of God goes out tonight. And the question that you have to answer is, have you answered the call? Sometimes we associate the call of God with preaching, and certainly that is a call. But the reality is we're all called. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 11 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mark it down, you are called. Everyone that has ever walked upon the face of the earth is, is called and Jesus is calling tonight saying come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest and sin sometimes confuses us but just mark it down if you are not saved you are laboring and heavy laden and Jesus is calling have you answered the call? But we find out that the call of God doesn't stop there. It really the call of God is lots of different things. Maybe you feel called to show up to Brother Gary's vocal workshop. There's lots of different callings in the gospel. Peter and first Peter, Says it this way, first 1 Peter one fifteen, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Mark it down, you are called to be holy. We are fortunate around here to hear how it's possible. To bring your life before the Lord and to surrender it so completely to God that God is able to do a a remarkable transformation in your life where your whole entire character and spirit is fundamentally changed to the point that you are morally perfect and one with Jesus. You have a calling on your life. Have you answered the call? I can remember seasons of prayer around these very altar benches. And after it was all over with, sitting back in the pews like we do sometimes, and an older, wiser brother uh, sitting next to me and pointing to someone at the altar and saying, there's a call on his life. I can remember some of us young people getting together and seeking the Lord, and sometimes after a period of seeking the Lord, somebody would say, I feel like I've got a calling on my life. You have a calling on your life. Jesus wants you in the gospel. But the callings don't stop there. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, Was questioned as to what was going on, and he preached his first sermon. And he said these notable words in Acts chapter 2, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You have a calling on your life. You are called. Sometimes when I talk to young people, we say, yeah, I I know I need to be saved. You can't get to heaven without being saved. And yeah, I, I know we need holiness because without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So I know I need that. But then we get to the baptism and we kind of throw our hands up and say, I'm not sure why I'd want that. I don't plan on being a preacher God needs you to have it. Sometimes in testimonies, we say, I got my baptism. And I think we all know what we're trying to say. But it's not about you. The reality is that sometimes we think, I can't use my testimony to its full potential so that I can be a witness for the Lord and it's all about I and me. And the reality is God can't use you until God is able and allowed to put his power on your life. You have a calling on your life. Have you answered the call? God needs you to have it. So that he can use you the way that he would like to use you. As I think back to my upbringing. I think about some dear precious saints of God that I am ever so grateful that they rose up and answered the call. I can remember being... A young person sitting here meeting after meeting and on the average Tuesday or Friday night you could guarantee on pretty much two testimonies for sure were going to happen. One was going to be Brother Walt Smith. And the other was going to be Brother Don Morse. And Brother Walt would stand up and talk about how he was an avowed atheist who went around handing out literature on being an atheist until one day the God of heaven met him in a noisy sawmill and in a moment of time he was convinced that the only true happiness in life was found in the gospel. Brother Don Morse would rehearse in our ears how that As a merchant mariner, some intrepid soldier of the cross came aboard his ship and said, you better come along, it'll do you good. He did. He came along and it did him good. And his life was so transformed that he spent the decades thereafter going out to the ships, bringing people in. There's going to be people in heaven that you don't know on earth because Brother Don answered the call. That's just how the gospel works. A little closer to home, I can remember being a young convert just trying to figure out the gospel. I, I'm so appreciative of my Christian upbringing, but it's one thing when mom and dad are serving the Lord. It's a whole entirely other thing when you decide to try to serve the Lord for yourself. And I can remember being a, a teenager trying to figure out the gospel. And just there by myself uh, praying, Lord, I, I want to have something to do for you. Give me a job, God. I I want to be able to do something for the Lord. And it wasn't very long after that that Brother Dan Walden, who was the young people's choir director at that point, called me aside and I could take you to a spot over there in that little office behind the East Chapel, where Brother Dan said, "Peter, I need somebody to pick up songbooks after young people's meeting." And I have a hunch God's been talking to you about that. And I think you'd be good for the job. There's lots of different reasons that work together to keep somebody in the gospel. But I promise you this. I I promise you. One of the reasons I'm in the gospel today is because I answered that call. Maybe it wasn't a big thing. But it was my call, and I answered the call. You want to answer the call. Have you answered the call? Sometimes we get to this place where we feel like we've answered all the calls. We've seen everything that God has for us. We've We've reached the pinnacle of our spiritual experience. No, you haven't. If you will listen, there is always a greater call. God has something for you to do. Have you answered the call? I look around at this audience tonight and I see a lot of friendly faces that I recognize that are about my same age. And and there was a point in time not very long ago when we were the kids. We were the young people. and, And maybe it was just an illusion, but there was some comfort in the idea that the gospel was somebody else's responsibility. That if there was a problem, one of the old timers was going to step up and pray it through. And I don't know what your experience has been, but what my mirror shows me is we're not the young people anymore. I've talked to a couple of the people that we lovingly refer to as the old-timers, and it seems to me that there is a collective desire to see the Gospel go forward. That responsibility falls on your shoulders. Have you answered the call? Some of you young people, you wonder when's the right time to start making the choices and and doing the things that are going to put me in the right position where I can ultimately fulfill my destiny in the gospel and The answer as to when you do that is that was a while ago. God needs you now. So if you haven't answered the call, start now. Have you answered the call? Sometimes you might wonder, well, how do I, how do I do that? How how do I answer the call? The answer to that question is altar benches. The answer to how how do you draw closer to the Lord is altar benches. The answer to how you become what God would have you become is altar benches. You, You just come down here and. The best way you know how, you you tell God, I don't know exactly what you have in mind, and I don't know exactly how it's all going to work, but uh, pick me. I, I want to answer the call. God will take it from there. Peter had to get out of the boat. None of the rest would have happened if he would have stayed in the boat. And the challenge that that presents you and me tonight is do you have the courage, do you have the guts to get out of the boat and go to Jesus? Do you have something inside of you that says, I I want to answer the call. Because if you do, we've got altar benches. And tonight you can just bring your life before the Lord and say, God, here it all is. I don't know how exactly you're going to make it work, but here's my life. I want to answer the call. God will help you. Peter found out he needed Jesus' help. Jesus will help you. But you've got to make the first step. And tonight you're going to have that chance. We're going to sing a song of invitation number 591. But as we do, I, I, I urge you. I, 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 something in my heart just reaches out to you and says, answer the call. The gospel depends on it. And God will bless you. Come and pray.